host Linda Kamal and I'm joined by a new guest, Krishna. Hi guys, it's me. Welcome back. I know this is my first time here. Um, yeah, I'm Krishna Tinakal. I am a artist for hire in Brooklyn. I've been in New York for eight years, I believe, and I... A uh, lady doesn't tell her age, so I'm sorry, guys. You can't know that about me. Sorry. It's a mystery. It's a mystery for you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, a bit of a history. I guess I started following you on Instagram maybe two, three years ago, <laughs> and wow. that's how we became friends. Yeah. And yeah, I was really like drawn to your art because like your photos spoke to spoke to me personally because I just love seeing black bodies, black people being celebrated being chill just being just being unapologetic or whatever and that's it's <laughs> yeah. like a pun on your your instagram tap your instagram name isn't it uh yeah um unapologetic is uh it'd be kicking some people's ass can i curse on here also yeah yeah oh, yeah, okay. you can curse. yeah it'd be kicking some people's ass um yeah, it's not it doesn't roll it, off I don't the know tongue. if it rolls off the tongue that much. I've considered changing it, but now it's like no, I like it. So Yeah, it looks it looks good like on paper. I think before it was like <laughs> Krishnaverse or something before that even was honestly I can't even remember. Um uh, our front door I think. Every time I come up with a new name, people are just like I can't pronounce it. And at this point I just treat it like a a black name in a white space where it's like you'll you'll get used to it, but yeah. Yeah, yeah but this is like a, a really catchy one i think also just because of the association yeah like i think of rihanna's album it was, it was unapologetic right maybe, i think so maybe, or, yeah. i don't know i feel like that was just a real play on words i uh, to be fair i just want to say that my initial uh ig name was supposed to be uh afronauts but that is actually a band of some sort I like think. not being not afronautic or, or something like that. just a play on the word of afro but then to be fair it's I don't have time to like spend the energy creating a catchy uh, IG name, but it, it will change eventually, maybe. Well, I, I think okay. you should keep it. I cool, think cool. if you have a like a catchy phrase, yeah. I think it's easier for people to remember. Like I don't even remember what your old your old one was. I don't even remember. And what you don't even remember. I don't yeah, know. that's 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 saying something. So. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, before we actually get into your whole journey as a photographer, I yeah. think we should open the bottle. Because that's what we're here to do. Okay, let's do Mello it. and me, yeah. drink wine. I need that in my life. And we chat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so today's wine is Ranley Pinotage. Pinotage. It's from South Africa. Um, I'm a fan. I like Pinotages in general. <laughs> <laughs> I've given... I've actually had the same, this exact bottle with Krishna before. Yeah, yeah. So. It was good. I, uh, I enjoy wine, um, but I'm not going to act like I'm a... Like a sommelier or something. I I just. I mean, neither. Right. Yeah. I promise. Like it red and dry. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's good. That's 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 my say. That's like the same taste that I have in wine. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Pinotage is essentially a, a a blend. It's actually like a mixed group. Yeah. So it's a mix between a Pinot Noir and a Sansault. A Sansault is also known as a Hermitage and. When the two are combined, that's where you get the name Pinotage, which are both grown in South Africa. And the reason that they made this is because Pinot Noirs didn't grow well in that temperature. Okay. And the other, the Sinsault, 
or whatever the fuck it's called, grows, <laughs> grows really well, but it doesn't taste as full. doesn't have as much body as yeah. a Pinot Noir. So this was like a happy medium. And that's how you ended up with a Pinotage. Love it. Yeah, Love it's, it. a, it's, a, it's a nice wine. So I'm going to open it. Or you could open it, actually. I've never had the guest open it. Well, let's see. This is a, t- <laughs> this is a twist top. This is yeah. uh, There's fancy. There's no cork. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it's hard. That's why I didn't want to open it. <laughs> Last time I struggled for like five minutes. Lotions, hands, religiously. And that's the downfall of twist tops. Yeah. Lubricated hands. Okay, exactly. here we go. And I'll just press the It's always fun. <clears throat> I learned a little bit about wine pouring um, one time when I was doing a little bartending work. Oh, yeah? You yeah. were a bartender. I didn't know that. Uh, For like a couple days. Oh, I don't have the sunny disp- disposition to. What exactly talk did to you learn in those? Well, so few we days. yeah. Um, well, Cote. Um, sorry, well, I'm trying to think of the name of what we were drinking. Uh, Cote Daron, actually. Uh-huh. Um, and I would just be pouring that religiously because that's all people would really want. Um, it's a good. And one. for me, you know, I'm like. If the prices are high for this, I just want to give you a little extra something. But, you know, how we're supposed to fill it to the wide part of the, the glass. Yeah, the, the, the um, bulb part, yeah. yeah, but I, I, I can guarantee that this, uh, this people don't like that. More. Yeah, Yeah, because when you go to like a standard, like an, a bar, they'll yeah. just go to like somewhere. Like, yeah, no one cares. But when you go to a, like a, a restaurant or like a wine bar maybe right someone really specific that's when they'll, they'll do like the whole i can't um, wait to see the day where i go to a brunch and someone pours like just a little bit extra in someone's cup and they go like well this isn't the line this um, is way too much <laughs> this is take way it too much. back take it back please pour me another cup. <laughs> actually pour me less um so yeah i, I don't think anyone do cares just for the scandal why not <laughs> I'm gonna do that. <laughs> there's, you know, so much wine etiquette, but uh, yeah, there's a lot, and I feel like other alcohol do, doesn't really have all these rules. No, it doesn't. No. Maybe whiskey has a bunch of rules, but yeah. I don't know them, so not enough to care about. It's just <laughs> wine. Wine is the coffee of the alcohol uh, lineup. It's something that, and it's something that's treated as a high standard, I guess. Uh, you know, you have to savor the senses and, and taste, and it, it's great, right? Yeah. But um, I'm also the type of person, if you put it, if we had this this podcast and you put it in a paper cup, I'd also be fine. Yeah. I feel like an, a fun episode to do would be like a blind tasting. Yeah. Or we buy like some really expensive wine and yeah. some really cheap wine. <laughs> See, and that's <laughs> and crazy. People can tell the difference. I'm it's... actually good at that. I. Would you really know? I don't think I would. I think it's just years, because I also did a lot of, like, barista work. It's just years of learning how to taste, test things. I don't know. Do cuppings and stuff. Um, But here's the thing. I'm not that great at picking out, you know, those kind of people who's like, oh, I feel like this is like a peanut butter undertone. Yeah, yeah. And and they'll get really specific. They'll be like, I have a hint of blueberry. I think they just like grated like one slice of vanilla and yeah. then that was it. Like what? Okay. <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> well, I'm drunk, so I don't We're know. Not even <laughs> drunk okay, right. yeah. Well, yeah. We have to cheers okay. to the episode. And yeah. Clean. It's the good stuff. Wine tastes like wine. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's delicious. It's crazy. It's um, really good. It's yeah. Actually, it has like an after an aftertaste as well. I don't know if you get that. Like, it's not just. 
Um, like like right now, I'm still feeling. It's gonna sound childish, but it it makes me remember like fruit punch or and it, oh, obviously no. you know no, not in a bad <laughs> no. way you know not like in a sangria spike the punch bowl kind of way but more just in a like it's fruity it's very like i get blueberry and you know you're more juicier fruits in it so definitely i feel like a plum yeah is definitely exactly plum. what's in there yeah i only i'm, I'm going that hard on it because you just you could have said any fruit and i'd be like yeah like definitely apple I, banana definitely that <laughs> <laughs> i can you just name it and then my tongue starts re- like remembering goes in the shock and it's like yeah yeah <laughs> Like we had a banana. Of, you could fool a lot of people. You that. really could. That's like half the job. That's half of, um, I think, yeah. what a bartender does too. It's it's uh, lying, lying, <laughs> feigning interest in mm-hmm. people's problems. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Okay, but not bartenders are sociopaths. Oh, it's a big statement to me. <laughs> All of them. <laughs> someone who was a bartender for two days. I'm a sociopath. <laughs> uh, no, it's really just it's it's. It's actually social skills. It's just knowing that people want to feel like they uh, are talking to an expert, even uh-huh. when you know yourself not to be. <laughs> I mean, but everyone does that. Like, yeah. like taxi drivers do that. Like, they they give you advice in the cab. Like they know your life for that twenty minute ride. Do you, has that ever happened to you? I is it just me? I gotta be honest. <laughs> I've only been in two taxis since being in New York, so I. I mean, like also like lifts and Ubers or whatever, like yeah. any kind of service where you're being driven. Okay. Intimately, not like a bus where there's tons of people, but like where yeah. it's just you and the driver. Yeah, I I, w- I would be worried. Like if I'm getting not not to shame the Russian, but like if I was getting life advice. An intimate advice from someone just I didn't know in a car. Yeah, yeah. it always happens to me. Like every, <laughs> like I promise you, maybe like the the more times of me getting advice from these strange drivers than wow. than times where I just like went in the ride and it was super quiet and then just got home and that was it. Yeah, so I benefit benefit from a male privilege in that sense where um yeah men don't want to talk to me so and I love that. Uh, I mean, there could be women drivers. That's also a thing. There, what I got. Have I, you ever gotten I, a lady driver? Yeah, but I get interesting one because I, you know, it's mostly just Uber and Lyft. Um, oh, there's another one. Though. I always get very cool lady drivers, really dope women who are just. It's not so much a conversation <laughs> thing, but it's just a playlist. Like I always get like New Jack Swing or '90s R&B, and I just like thank God. And at the end of the ride, I'm like, you deserve a tip because this whole ride. I didn't have to put my headphones in. <laughs> that's, oh, that's nice. I didn't have to listen to someone's mixtape, and I love that about it. Yeah, I feel like it's it's more awkward when it's a like a shared ride. Have you ever done like? I'm so pool? glad the pandemic killed that. Um, yeah. Like I was in a pool, an Uber pool once, and this guy came in, and I don't know, it was late. It was like 11 p.m. And this guy was really in his feels, like he was playing Daniel Caesar, and he wasn't playing it like with his headphones. He was playing it like out loud oh. and then just holding the phone close to his face and yeah. like crying. And that's the thing. Like, <laughs> it was so awkward. <laughs> first of all, Daniel Caesar is one of the greatest, okay? We're, He's a good I, I can say that for sure, but. It was like Friday night. Yeah, like, it depends what was on the going time. On? <laughs> that's probably the, the worst part of getting in a car. Yeah. Um, I remember like taking Ubers to work in the morning. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, like we all love. Britney Spears, and we all love, like, some, well, I won't say all, but sometimes we love Eminem, even though I just feel like he's screaming at me most of the time. 
But, <laughs> you know, there's a time and a place. Like, in the morning, please don't give me music that's just shouting at me. Um, that's true. I don't need to feel sexy. In the, well, it depends on the time. But even at night or just depending on the ride, Daniel Caesar, like, first of all, that's going to be a, a, it's an It's very artist. emotional, right? It's really emotional. <laughs> Daniel Caesar is going to be played at my wedding. I mean, um, it was frightening. Like, I don't even I think I was going home. I think I was going somewhere. I, <laughs> and then my mood just changed because I was like, yo, this guy's right. now <laughs> I'm I have, concerned this for is, him. This is sad boy hours. <laughs> I have to cry now. Um, yeah. Yeah. Too bad. Yeah, I, I don't know. But to be honest, I don't know the trials and tribulations in, in being an Uber driver. I have a friend who does mm -hmm. it full time and I, it's, it kind of you know, you're on the road, you're bored. So it's like, hey, sir, what, you're the master DJ. You, you, you run everything. I'm just in the car with you for like 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Back but, to the wine. Back to me. Back to, back to right. you, Krishna. So you're a photographer and... You've been doing it for a while, right? Uh, yeah, but not too long. I think. Why don't we start at the very beginning? Yeah, let's let's start what, to when I was born. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what hospital? <laughs> you, what well, was I, your blood? Type? Right. Okay. Um, um, well, my no, real question is, yeah. what what drew you to photography in the first place? Yeah. Um, that's a multi-layered. Well, it's a simple question with a multi-layered answer, and yeah. take your time. I always have a different one for any time someone asks. Uh. The one I can just go back to, the default, is I was just an artist in general. Like, I come from artists. My parents are artists. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, my mom's a singer. Uh, she's a painter. Um, like, she had a music career. Uh, my dad's a spoken word artist. Um, wow. Uh, he, he's, like, they both created so much magic in Atlanta that their name probably still, honestly, still rings over there. Uh so it was kind of destined that I was going to be that. And the only issue was that with the way my brain is set up, mm -hmm. uh, just settling on one thing was an impossibility. And, you know, you you do one thing in middle school and then you do another thing in high school and then in college you do one thing. And, and okay. I always felt like I was drawn to maybe sketching, I think, was the most... Uh, that I put my time into, uh, so it's just drawing, but at the end of the day, I didn't, like, I never knew what I wanted to do with it, so I didn't understand if I was going to make a career out of it or not, uh, I also sketch slow, like, my process, that's part of everything mm -hmm. about my process, it's, it's slow, and for me to want to be maybe a, a comic artist, which is one of the ideas I had, or to draw manga, um, yeah. the thing about those things is that they have deadlines, so... I mean, most things do. Yeah, everything has deadlines. So if I'm spending a day uh, on just like a face, then I just realize, no, it's just not possible. It's like, it's yeah. not going to be a thing that I could just have a quick turnover rate. Um, so I gave that up. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, but not, not in a way where I felt that uh, I was losing out on something. It was a nice ride uh but i gave that up for something else and i was introduced to writing mm. uh in high school so i changed everything about where i wanted to take my art and i realized that you know i'm studying books and this is a you know a very influential time i guess for anyone in high school you're getting a lot of information thrown at you uh mm. 
and like also the learning, styles. You yeah. were learning about photography at that time? Not even. I. This is mostly writing. I When I say photography, for me, like I did not go to school for photography. I didn't go to college for photography. I went to college for writing. Yeah. And I... Can we actually talk about that for a second? Yeah, hit me. Like I, I really find it so fascinating how schools here can be that specific at the high school level. Like someone will tell yeah, me, yeah. I went to a performing arts high school. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> In high school? What is that? Like you're supposed to be doing maths and physics right. and <laughs> whatever, like what, regular what? subjects. But then they have <laughs> these like really specific, almost like university level mm-hmm. type courses. Where you get credits. I mean, you get yeah. credits towards college. And, and I, I think that's really nice because yeah. they get so much experience at a young age. Exactly. And they, they really get to know if that's something that they want. Like I feel like for me, by the time I was graduating high school, I was like, mm, I <laughs> what do I, I do? <laughs> like this one teacher said I'd be good at computer science. I guess maybe. Yeah. I guess maybe I'll try that. But That's like, I didn't. Game. I didn't have like a solid idea of what I wanted because I was just doing like the standard classes that everyone had to exactly. do. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, same here. I went to high school in the south. I went to high school in Atlanta. Um, mm-hmm. I guess you could say after I graduated, if there were anything. I was capable of doing um, for a career. Like if, if I did so happen to go to a high school that gave me credits, it would just be writing. So I don't know how I ended up giving that up, um, which I wouldn't say give up, but I don't know how I, I switched and I migrated into photography when I when I did love writing as much as I did. Do you still write? I still do. I just know that at some point, I'm just going to be like, a little selfish but I, I needed validation you know anything you do and I don't care what other artists you know whatever the opinions they have about uh, self-evaluations and and how they pride themselves in their work I, I needed someone to go hey man good job <laughs> <laughs> good fucking job and I, I got a lot of that with writing I think that's why I spent so much time with it uh, I won awards for it and it was fun um, oh, did you ever publish anything? Uh, no. The one book, uh, <laughs> the one short, sorry, one short story that I was supposed to publish, I left that school. I left um, that college, and the uh, the the magazine that I was supposed to have that published, I I just I transitioned, and then this is when photography came into my life. I had. An experience where I picked up a camera for the first time wasn't my camera. Okay, I took a couple it? shots. Oh my god! So this was a Canon TI, <laughs> just the just the first one, just like oh yeah, because they had we're like at. TI three T three I or something like that. T three no yeah, that so was very popular. Actually, I don't even think it was the TI series. I think it was just like T one or something like that. It was the first was of the line. T- Canon one one the first Canon. <laughs> ever right it was like it worked on flintstone technology there was um, was it a film camera or was it no it was digital it was digital um i took some shots with it i mean honestly they looked great for the time honestly they still look great they look like what you would expect an iphone to be able to do now okay um and it was fun because i never seen that and for someone who takes so long to draw and to even write and craft things to be able to snap something and get that immediate feedback was fun. So I played around with that for maybe about a day. How old um, were you at this time? I I honestly can't remember like specific. I like, like, a, like a range, like 
this past high school. Yeah, I was probably honestly 21. I was probably 20 or 21 at this point. Okay. I, and I could be mixing it, but I, I remember clearly where I was. I remember what I was doing. I remember I, the shots I took because I still had those shots on Twitter. Oh, nice. Uh, for a long time, like I took pictures of, and I look back at it, it's not that great now, but at the time, like I was taking pictures, pictures of, of like, food. no, God, no, no, see, that's the one thing I wasn't going to do. We weren't going to do that. Yeah, um, but no, it was just like life. Like I was taking pictures of things I was experiencing and um, something about that rung true to me and the feedback I got from it was just beautiful. You know, I had family that was looking at my pictures like, oh, wow, this is cool. And I was like, oh. This feels nice. Um, I think that's still true to the work you do now because you have like a lot of portraits. Sorry, I was I was actually nineteen. I know. I, I <laughs> yeah, I, I remember. I was like, wait, this is before I left Atlanta. Okay, nineteen. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think any nineteen-year-old thinks like they're bad at anything, or at least, I mean, I hope not. Like, you think when you get into something, you're like, I'm the greatest at this. Uh, because of some inflated ego that we have or you know you, you just don't have that confidence but uh, for me personally uh, I just felt like a god I felt like I couldn't <laughs> miss these shots I refused to show the world because the arrogance that I had <laughs> compared to like what I was producing um, just didn't match but at the time that didn't matter what mattered was that I had full confidence in what I was doing no one could tell me anything Mm-hmm. I was giving you those Tumblr shots, you know, the the train track shots that we all did for like yearbook stuff, you know, just really basic stuff. But what mattered to me was the fact that um, I was engaging, you know, I was doing something that was new and I had to learn mm-hmm. on my own because I didn't go to school for any of this. And um, in terms of learning, like, was it, were you like watching people's videos on youtube or were you like picking up books yeah i was a crackhead for youtube at that point i went in so hard Uh on youtube that it was just secondary education Um, honestly youtube can teach you anything youtube can teach you whatever the fuck you need to know it will you can build a car you can build a house off youtube i mean youtube is basically the home ec that i think i never got you know i never got to learn how to cook from school so it's youtube That's yeah funny. i don't know it, it's such a great experience it was such a great moment once i realized exactly why though i liked mm-hmm. photography um everyone has their own stories for what their art means to them or specifically photographers what their photos mean to them yeah uh for me it was more of what it meant for me uh and not no one else you know it was something where i had to battle things like shyness and uh for someone who went to school not only for writing but um partially for public speaking um i was and pretty that much was a school well this is in college right? this is in college yeah. oh, okay i thought you were saying high school yeah like, i'm done no public speaking high no. school but uh, to be fair in high school for some reason i mean like, they have clubs like yeah, debate club and debate, all that that yeah, makes sense God. everyone wanted me to do like public speaking and, and you have the speeches. voice for it. i could see that yeah but i didn't have the demeanor for it so it would just <laughs> be like why are you picking me to like present stuff in front of like the entire auditorium for people this 
this isn't great. And before, you know, even knowing what the fuck anxiety was, you're just sitting there like, ah, I don't like this. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I was was also a shy kid like that. Like, when it comes to (laughs) performing, anytime, like, I I used to go on these school trips, and whenever we came back, we would have, like, an assembly, because there was, like, a weekly assembly thing, and you'd have to do, like, a slideshow, showing, like, photos of where you were and, mm. like, what that country was like. And yeah. that part was fine because I took tons of photos and everything. But then you had to give a speech at the beginning and it's always oh, so awkward. No. Mm. I, I spent <laughs> <laughs> last week in South Africa. <laughs> it was so bad. Well, see, that's why you pretend. I and, can't. <laughs> that, and I think that's one thing that public speaking at least forces you to do. Yeah. Uh, just to tie it in. It's it. And it's, a good, it's, it's a good habit to have. Like, it's a good skill to have regardless yeah, of yeah. What, whatever industry you get into. I would say, although it prepared me for my eventual journey into connecting with people, mm-hmm. I would also say in the beginning, photography really didn't mean people, working with people, until I realized that that's where it was heading. So I love that you mentioned in the beginning that my page kind of r- reminds people of um, you know, black beauty and uh, self-expression and things of that nature. Even like intimacy, it just seems so like it, it seems like you're 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 capturing these private moments where someone's just by themselves in their room, or someone's yeah. just like outside yeah. the the beach or whatever, whatever the hell you take the photo, and it just there's something so natural about them, even yeah. though the, the staged photos. Yeah, I, I really I, enjoy that. I really, I really didn't even want to shoot people, man. I, <laughs> that's that's yeah, okay. most of what you so do. So <laughs> here's, here's a little insider tip. Uh, something, because I don't like to fucking... I'm going to keep it real with you. Uh, so the evolution of that happened where I originally just wanted to shoot like architecture and things. And, uh-huh. and um, but I realized... And it, it was safe. It was a safe choice. Because you know what? When you're shooting a building, the building isn't talking back to you. Uh, mm-hmm. It isn't talking to you. You don't got to worry if the building shows up on time. You don't got to worry about the building's makeup. Um, not to say those aren't great and fun experiences in itself. But uh, it was just something that was peaceful for me. But then I wasn't growing. I wasn't doing anything new. And so I was blessed with an opportunity to... I guess get first get over my fear of like starting Instagrams before I even had an Instagram page. Every photographer was like, "Yeah, you gotta make an Instagram page." I was like, "Okay, Did you I guess." Tumblr as well, or just Instagram? I was only on Tumblr, um, but then there was really no like growth happening, no following. I you know I I'm not really a social media person. I wasn't doing hashtags and things of that nature. So people were like, "You know, Instagram that's gonna be where a photographer has to put his work out there. Maybe Twitter, just have your." stuff circulating and so I did and I created one and at the time I probably had um and this is not to say like I have any large following at the moment either but at the time I think I maybe had like you know 200 followers and they were just people from school and I would Mm -hmm. shoot um you know still what I'm used to shooting but then I shot uh my first model and that was a whole experience that was new to me because I had, again, never went to school <laughs> for any of this. I've only seen how to interact with models uh, on YouTube. It's always YouTube. <laughs> this has never been a thing. Even when I was sketching, when I was doing other art forms, I never did like intimate portraiture with someone. So I've never been just, it was just me in a model and the nerves I had to just pretend I didn't have really 
taught me something. And it was an adventure in itself, but it was exhilarating. And I'm grateful that the first model I got to work with uh, was already kind of a professional uh, in her own right. Mm-hmm. Um, so she just knew what to do. The posing that I, I studied and you know learned from YouTube that I was ready to direct. And I realized that was whack. And there was something very natural about this kind of connection I was having with the model who was like, hey, I can do this. And I'm like, well, okay, that's cool. But like, let's try this. Like, let's... Let's go around the corner. You know, I was shooting near my house at this point. So I was just like, yeah, I, I know the area. Let's, let's try to shoot over here in this street and, or and this, this building. Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. This is in New York. Uh, so this is in Washington Heights. Uh, and I I really enjoyed the entire experience. I was I felt as though I, for the first time, like, this, oh, this is what everyone's talking about. This is what photographers feel this kind of high, this artist high of, of doing something, creating something. And I, I put those pictures out. It was received so well. Um, and so I just felt like I had to keep going. And I felt that I owed myself to keep going because there's so many photographers that you can find even on Reddit or forums who who live in the middle of nowhere, like bumblefuck nowhere. And they're like, man, I don't know. Like, I can't find models. I can't find things. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to shoot people. I'm in New York. I'm like, I have to use this opportunity. There's way too many people. <laughs> There's way too many people here. I need to reach out to people. I need to uh, engage. I need to be social. I need to force myself to do it. Even though I don't like to, you know, I need to. Yeah. And it just so happened I was shooting, um, at that time, only black, only black people. And um, so I think what happened was that I was beginning to be known as that was it like that I was shooting black beauty black joy and and I didn't I didn't initially want to be known as that just because I felt like no 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 I can do more like mm-hmm. this isn't just um this isn't like the limit of what I can bring I can give you more uh, black beauty I can give you more black joy I was like guys honestly this is just the opportunity I had like I just needed to shoot my people and to be fair, I also wanted to do it for free. I, I was not charging. Um, people mm-hmm. said I should be. <laughs> uh, family was like, oh, okay, well, you're doing it for free. Uh, friends are like, um, charge people. And I was like, no, I just want to shoot people who I can work with in the community. Yeah. I, I, I was discovering my own style. I didn't know. You know, every week was a new thing. You look back at the earlier stuff or the later, I mean, further down in Instagram archives Mm-hmm. and it feels like almost every shot is different and I just and I love that and it was very like discovering the wild west exploring um I think that's a good thing about Instagram because yeah. you can you can really track your progress and you can see the growth in an artist in anyone who's really posting something consistently like I, I think because I follow a lot of like artists who draw so yeah like painters and all and you can definitely see their growth over the years just by scrolling through their page and yeah there's there's something really nice about the fact that instagram does that (laughs) instagram please sponsor this podcast yeah i but also understand i'm going to talk a lot of shit about instagram too so like sponsor us 
but we're going to keep it real. Yeah. It's not the greatest uh, platform for artistry. Um, there's some kinks that need to be worked out. but Definitely. There'll definitely be a lot of like yeah. blocking. There's, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of that happening. For sure. For yeah. sure. I'm not going to complain too much about that aspect. Uh, please mm-hmm. sponsor your girl. It's great. <laughs> but, um, I will say that it's been a ride. It's been a journey. And per- so professionally, I think I've been doing this and that's two your, years. And that's, your, like, that's like your app of choice. Like you. Yeah, so far. I do feel as though we do need something. I won't say that's only for photography because you do have two sects of thinking where you have on the left, you have your, um, you know, your purist photographers who are like, you know, food photography isn't photography. Or <laughs> meanwhile, I know a photographer or know of a photographer who uh, I think NYC Food Muse who like shoots the dopest fucking shit. You know, and it's like she's by all rights, if not um, anything else, even more of a photographer than I am. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like then there's people who shoot on their phones and there become this whole debate. It's like, oh, are, are people who use iPhones photographers? I'm like, yeah, the fuck they're photographers. It's not it's a, it's a not, camera. A right. Camera it's, camera. A camera's a camera and it's not just the camera, it's the intent, right? If you shoot yeah. someone with the intent for artistry, it's photography. I don't give a fuck if it's, I think one of my early bios, like I shoot with toy cameras, mm-hmm. film cameras, digital cameras, you know, wh- whatever. Give me, give me anything, you know? Actually, but, yeah, could we speak a little bit about like this new, yeah. this new age interest in, Film photography again. Ah, uh, yeah. Because that was a big shift. Like, I think when we were kids, it's when digital photography kind of took off. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's when everyone was getting those, like, proper digital cameras. People were dumping the film cameras because it was, like, a whole process. You have to go to the store, get the, the film, like, freaking... What do they call it? What's the process of... Oh, getting it developed. Developed, yeah. 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 And all that. It was and a good time, though. This, yeah, it was a good time. Yeah. But this was like a, an invention <laughs> out of convenience. It was like you could yeah. see your photo as soon as you took it. Yeah, a lot of the older heads that um, uh, that I mm-hmm. talked to about this, even uh, this one photographer from Atlanta that uh, he was a big uh, help for me when I got into photography. He's, he's been there from the beginning. And, he, you know, when film was king. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he, I think he switched over to digital, and uh, but now there's like a now like there's a, a crave again. Everyone yeah. wants to be a film photographer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, uh, rich white kids bad. in Parson were like, "Man, let's bring this shit back." And I, I, I do feel like it was, it's always around. You always had your niche film, like it never just died. Like people say, like film photography is dead. I was like, I don't think it died because if it just flat out died, there wouldn't be any more film. Yeah, there wouldn't made. be any need for like <laughs> yeah. any film stores. Um, Right. You know, B and H wouldn't be selling uh, films, so it's it didn't flat out die. It just kind of surfaced and then it resurfaced. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I, even for me, I that was a part of the journey too. Because in the beginning, it was all about like the crispness. Um, my I shoot with mostly film, but before that, I was shooting with. Um, a Canon 5D, right? And mm-hmm. that camera, when That's I... It's a really heavy oh one, isn't it? <laughs> when I say this, not only did I have to really just say, like, for the record also, I'm not one of the, the rich Parsons kids either whose, you know, family was just able to give them the camera. Oh, so, like, I had to work my ass off for this camera, and I finally get it, and I just feel like, Oh, I can just shoot anything. Like I, I can do literally anything, and, and and it's a tool. But then you realize that's all it is. It's a tool, 
And as great as that tool was, once I finally got it, you know, I had to discover, okay, well, what do you want to do with it? Um, and this tool doesn't make a better photographer. It just gives you more to work with. Yeah. And, uh, but then, <laughs> film, <laughs> film, you know. It came back. It made its, uh, it peaked its head back. And I started looking at film. And I really liked the qualities that film gave. And I know that's a generic answer everyone says, but I, I mean, I really genuinely do. I like yeah, the graininess. Of the graininess. Mm-hmm. I like not having to edit my digital to look like film. I like just having to shoot yeah. on film. It's such a convenience. There are I, actually pages that do that. Like I've seen a bunch of photographers who like on. take <laughs> digital pictures and they edit them right. so well that... It really does look like it was taken on film. And yeah. I'm like, that's also artistry. I mean, there's well. apps that do it. Instagram has a filter for it. Everyone has like a super eight filter at this oh, yeah. point. And, <laughs> and again, that's one of those things I'm not mad at because, you know, art develops and technology keeps up with said art. Yeah. Um, but I really love, and I mean this above all else, and I know this is going to sound weird, but the handicap behind film is like a strength. I love the idea that I just got down with a shoot. I was going to try to edit these pictures during the podcast, but someone told me I can't because yeah. it's a distraction. You, you're going to be on the laptop <laughs> while we're having a conversation. That's rude. That's Sorry, Nova. I'll get your images soon. Um, so I've just been working <laughs> on this shoot uh, last week that was for uh, Drag Queen. And we, we shot it maybe in an hour, but the main thing was that it was only... Granted, it's an hour, but it was like... 10 shots right Mm -hmm. and that's one thing about film is we all know like we all remember our little kodak days and everything right but it's (laughs) it's really something to shoot something and just not know what the hell (laughs) came out like you have no idea how it turned out and then you just really kind of trust yourself and but the one thing about it is that you're in the moment you know when you have a phone you're looking through the screen you're not looking at your friend when you're taking a picture of them or you know you're already looking at the photo you're looking at the photo before you take it when Uh you're dealing with film you are looking at everything you're looking at all right how much light is coming in uh let me look at your face there's times where i think i would shoot on digital i would do a photo shoot and come out of a photo shoot with just one person for shooting one hour, maybe like 500 <laughs> images <laughs> that I would have to, you know, sift through and and edit and pluck out the ones, like wind it down from 400, 500 to maybe 10. And that yeah. is grueling. Whereas like film photography... You only have like the 20 You pictures. only have those pictures, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's something so cool and intimate. And it, it's not perfect. You know, but there's something brilliantly perfect in that imperfection of knowing that, oh shit, this this one came out a little darker in my head. I thought it was something, but the best part, like, excuse me, the what's goddamn orgasmic is when, <laughs> and I I promise you it is when you when you shoot something and you see it in your head, like, oh, I know this is gonna be the one because I know it's gonna look good, and. You know, you take it to the shop or you develop yourself. Um, I haven't quite got there yet, but you know, you take it. You need it. like a whole dark room. For you, need that. A whole, you need space for that. Mm. Hello, I live in New York. I can't. New York has zero space. Right. <laughs> you develop your pictures right. outside. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but when you get to check out, you know, what, won't you get the images back after, you know, you take it to your local shop, they develop it, scan it, send it to you via email. 
When you open it, you cross your fingers, and that shot comes out exactly how you want it. It is the the pinnacle, the apex of just artistry at that point. There, there's sometimes I'll look at it and I'm like, oh, this doesn't even need to be edited. I can't edit it, but it's perfect. And, and then you start to question, like, man, this is magic. This shit is magic. <laughs> like, digital is one thing because we all have phones, and digital cameras just remind me of phones. But it's something about shooting on a film camera where you're like, god damn, what kind of wizardry is this shit? Like, what's in the camera? Like, how, how, am, I, how am I taking light and then imprinting it on a yeah. sheet and then capturing it? Like, you understand? Like, I took this back to, like, maybe, you know, 300 BC. I would be a wizard. I'd be a god. Uh, so it's something about that that's still special to me and it warms my heart and it's something that I want to keep doing and keep growing and, um, as you should, yeah, but properly be known as an artist who captures the, the entirety of the black diaspora. Like I want, I want to go further. I just know, like I, I did, I I do appreciate it. I, I receive, you know, love and admiration um, a few in between just you know DMs are like man I love how you shoot black women I love how you shoot um, just our people in general Yeah. and I'm like that warms me but like you have no idea <laughs> you know I'm like, I was like I haven't even right this has been all a test <laughs> until I'm able to to start um, really getting into what I want to but I do know there's been Time. I'm not, I'm not going to completely disregard myself. I know there's been, mm-hmm. you know, shoots that I'm very proud of. I'm very proud of working with a, a, a local artist, Katara Peterson, uh, who um, works a lot with hair and braiding. And that was probably one of my favorite shoots, just going back, looking at uh, uh, combining for the first time mm-hmm. film photography for me with the constant work on hair braiding and live installments of hair braiding was one of my favorite artistic periods uh to get into and then from there i was like man there's so much more i want to do uh that requires a team and once you get to that point and realize oh i can no longer do it by myself yeah that's where i think i was stuck on um and then you know, you grow again and then you find other artists that you have to build community with. And now, now I'm learning. I'm at that point where I'm like, oh, I can do all the things I want to do. There are no limitations, but I cannot do it by myself. No, I, like, I like that you're really getting into what the work looks like because I think yeah. in most people's minds, unless they're actually really into photography, it's just smile, click, <laughs> pose, click, <laughs> turn around, click, right. from the top, right. selfie, click. Like, it's all... It just seems like it's just like this task that doesn't take much effort, but it's a lot of talk. There's a lot of thought behind yeah, man. these right. photos. Like you're you're directing, you're creating a scene. Yeah. It's almost like you're shooting a movie, but you're just ending up with a one shot. Yeah, it's crazy. You hit the nail right on it. It's just yeah. it's it's really one of those things I too used to laugh at. You know, it's even. Something like even my friends used to joke about is like, oh, you you just gonna be uh, taking shots, so you're gonna be like, yeah, 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 pose, give me that, work that, do that. And I'm like, honestly, <laughs> it's not um, it's not as easy I think as some people would think, and I and I it was one of those things where I had to like even get my my family and friends to kind of understand that like, man, this is like a full time, this is this is work, this is not. 
I mean, even the editing process and everything that you do is yeah. just so time consuming that it takes up just like editing for me takes a day. I mean, and that's if I like just a day crunch for like a whole bunch of photos for, from the same Yeah, show. and sometimes honestly, just like it, I can spend, I can honestly spend a day just working on maybe fifteen photos, and you know, not so much to doubt my time management. It's just that once you really realize that half of photography or even the bulk of it is after you get the photo mm -hmm. um, developed and scanned, it's editing. It's making, it's putting your stamp on it and trying your best to, uh, you're, you become a painter at that point, you know, colors became, become the prime objective and and lighting and adjusting all of these imperfections or trying to erase imperfections and and at that point it just it's so fun and the amount of creativity you have to go toward that end is fun uh but it is a job and it is hard uh like I, I take a nap after every shoot i'm not gonna hold you like it's so <laughs> it's exhausting it's exhausting heavy ass cameras. it's so much to think about i always have to have an assistant help me it's not and I, I get why people think it is because really, you know, we can just do a photo shoot now. Like we, I, it we can be on this phone. podcast right now. I can do, I can bring out my phone and we can just do a quick photo shoot and it'd be that. And you're like, oh, these are cute. We took like 25 pictures, edited them real quick, yeah. post them on Instagram. But the thing is when you're in charge of like a process and a creative uh, goal and you have like a theme, um, it's it just become there's so many variables in your head like okay i gotta think about time management uh this artist can only be here for so long my makeup artist is here i gotta see how i'm gonna like what do i want to do because it's like any art form it's like painting you're working Which, with a yeah. blank canvas and then you have to like well you know i don't know I, and i and that's something too in the beginning i never used to go into shoots with like an end goal like this is how I want something to look it was always just like freestyle let's, <laughs> let's see what the hell happens you know and and it usually goes from there and it's fun it's more fun that way yeah and uh, I'm glad I do it I am very uh, I'm so glad photography found me <laughs> it found you I love that yeah hey everybody this is editing Linda coming in to say that Krishna and I had quite a lot to talk about in this one episode and so I've decided to split it into two parts so this will be the first part and part two will come out probably next week or maybe even in between the week just so that you can keep the rhythm and the flow of the podcast so I'll see you all next week thank you all for listening so far and please be sure to subscribe and share it with all of the wine lovers in your life